Trek Geeks is proud to have Fansets as our presenting sponsor. Fansets is the place for amazing pin collectibles with over 400 officially licensed Star Trek pins and new releases every month. Stay tuned for a special discount code good on your next order at fansets.com. Fansets. Our pins have character. Hi, this is John Billingsley, Dr. Phil Flox from Star Trek Enterprise. Now, I'm reading something that was written for me, and I think they could have done better. So this is not me. This is them. My prescription for you is a healthy dose of the Track Geeks podcast starring Dan Davidson and Bill. He could have done better, Smith. It truly is the best medicine. Oh, come on, boys. And here's how they close it. Doctor's orders. Shame, tisk tisk. For the record, that was Dan Davidson that wrote that. That was me. <laughs> wow. Well, that's I, even better because now it's forever blamed on Bill. That's forever blamed on Bill. There Thank you, you, Mr. Bacula. There you go. Ooh, <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Fleet Command HR Department. It's the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Alpha Quadrant. Is that where we are? Delta, Gamma, I don't care, Theta. One of those. And the flagship of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Greetings to you, humans and aliens alike, and welcome to the Trek Geeks Podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. This is episode number 303. So excited for you to be here. Um, we have a, a kind of a, a change in programming, if you will, today. Originally, we were going to talk about... Uh, the problem with Reginald Barkley. Um, but we're actually going to pivot because there is so much newsworthiness regarding the conditions around Star Trek Las Vegas or the 57 year mission, whatever you want to call it by its old name or the terrible name. Um, did I say that out loud? And joining me to do that is a man who I would love to leave out in the hot sun wow. and forget about. He's the uh, the largely strikable Dan Davidson. And Dan, step a little closer so I can strike you. Strikable. That's right. I thought you'd say that uh, from the from the picket lines. I thought you were going to do the announcement today, but that's okay. I like the HR department. It's great to be here, buddy. Yeah, we were going to talk about Reg, and and uh, we were going to kick off a whole new kind of theme that we were going to address uh, over the course of the rest of this year. But that's for another time because. Things are kind of crazy in Hollywood right now. Of course, we've had the writer's strike for a couple of months, and uh, now we have uh, SAG AFTRA has gone on strike. So we are going to talk about that today and how it could possibly and how it will affect our trek to the desert in just 11 days as we record this here podcast, my friend. Yeah, it's and it's not just actors who are impacted, and that's mm-hmm. one of the, the, the many things I've learned in the last week. It's it's pretty much people who appear on screen, period. Um, and that includes like stunt people, which I didn't right. know. Mm-hmm. I assumed they had their own union and maybe they do. But um, there's a lot, a lot of people impacted by this, uh, by this negotiation. And uh, certainly not an action they've taken lightly. Oh, no, absolutely not. I've been, I've been listening to lots and lots of interviews uh, over the past week, uh, several of them by the lovely and wonderful talent wonderfully talented Michelle Hurd um, talking about just what you brought up, that there's a lot more than just the people that we see normally in front of the TV. And it's, it's amazing what's going on out there right now. It's, it's kind of infuriating for people who aren't involved in that profession. So I can only imagine what it's like for those people. So we're going to delve into that today. Um, I would like to say we're going to have fun discussing it, but it's really not a fun topic. So we'll do what we can and, and make it at least enjoyable for our listeners, which means you probably shouldn't talk at all. Well, <laughs> there we are. 
And as always, we want to take this moment to thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of Trek Geeks. Yeah, indeed we do, man. You know, we are just 11 days from our annual rendezvous with Lou, John, Joe, and the entire Fansets family. And we can't wait uh, till you see all the new stuff that they're going to be unveiling at the convention. But before the big desert reunion, I can't believe that they didn't tell us their corporate overlords that they were going to be releasing some new things this week, and they actually have. Right now, over at fansets.com, uh, you can get the newest addition to the universe of Trek, Akuchimoya. It's Commander Chakotay from Star Trek Voyager. And brand new. There you go. I love it. And brand new in their autograph line of pens. This was a big surprise. It's the one and only David Ajala. That's right, Cleveland Booker, along with his cat Grudge, of course, Bill. Star Trek Discovery fans take notice. Those are great new additions, Dan. And of course, just a reminder, there are going to be two dozen brand new deltas and pins available at Star Trek Las Vegas, and whatever is left will be available on fansets.com after the convention. So if you're not going to Vegas, everyone, head on over to fansets.com. Get those new pins that Dan mentioned and add a bunch of accessories. And of course, at checkout, be sure to enter the special discount code TREKGEEKS for 10% off your entire order. That's TREKGEEKS in all capital letters with no spaces. And of course, don't forget when you spend more than $30, you will automatically get free shipping in the United States. Fansets, our pins have character. And we thank our friends at Fansets for being the presenting sponsor of the TREKGEEKS. Well, Dan, here we are, you know, as we kind of start to get excited to arrive in Vegas in, in 11 days, um, (laughs) we're kind of tempering that excitement because of the strike that was announced. God, it seems like it was forever ago at this point, but it was really just kind of the tail end of last week. Yeah. Uh, on July 13th, 2023, uh, the strike, uh, was voted on and they they started uh, the pickets. So yeah, we even right now we've gotten some detail as to what's going to be going on, but for the first couple of days, we had no idea if a single person uh involved in the strike was going to even show up at STLV. Um there's only been a couple of cancellations so far, uh but we'll have to see if more of them decide to pull out as we get closer to the actual convention dates. Yeah, and of the people who've pulled out Really, I think the two most notable are Kate Mulgrew and Robert Duncan McNeil. Yep. Kate has said openly that it's because of the strike. Um, right. I don't think Robbie has necessarily said that, but that's the presumption. Also, James Darren has canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are, there's potentially rumors that he may not be feeling well. And also, uh, Natalia Nagulich, who was Admiral Nechea yes. in mm-hmm. Star Trek The Next Generation and Deep Space Nine. Um, she has also canceled because of the strike, but before there was any guidance given whatsoever. True. Uh, she's standing with the, with the union yep. and, and, and for, let's just say this right now, right off the bat, Trek geeks, all the shows on Trek geeks and all the people associated with Trek geeks, 100% support the writers that went on strike a couple of months ago and all of the people that are involved in SAG after we 100% support mm-hmm. them. We feel that they should get what they deserve and any of these trolls online saying that if you talk about Star Trek when the strike is going on, you're a scab, can can go jump straight to hell because that's BS. It's nothing but trying to rile up people, and it's it's so not what we as Star Trek fans would expect. Um, so we will support them. We will continue to support them, and we will still talk about Star Trek and what we love about it because that's what we Well, do. I want to come back to that for a second, but I want to – tack on to your statement about supporting SAG-AFTRA and the WGA. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we support any creative who decides to pass on the Las Vegas convention because of the strike. It's their decision Correct. to make. We support them 100%. By the same token, we support any of them that decide to actually attend the convention. And, you know, like every other fan there, we will operate within the guidelines. You know, we're not going to ask them about struck work. We're not going to, you know, try to get them to to say things about a show they've been in or whatever. We want to respect them because they're still making the commitment to come 
and see the fans. And I think that's exactly. that's ultimately very important. I think that's great also that they're they're kind of uh, in between a rock and a hard place. They're they're on strike and they're supporting their fellow um uh and people that they work with, but they're going to do this because a they want to B, they appreciate what we as fans love about them. And, and let's, let's say it that, you know, <laughs> they're not working right now. Yeah. So some of these people need to, to have the money. We've, we've gotten some incredible interviews. Uh, one I just listened to yesterday from Michelle Hurd with regards to a lot of actors. You know, everybody thinks actors make millions and millions of dollars and then they're out there riding in limousines all the time. That is like the, top 1% of all the people that are involved in Hollywood. A lot of these people, Michelle was telling us, can't even afford what is needed for basic medical insurance. And they're working paycheck to paycheck. So they're going to come out here and they're going to get, they're going to sign autographs and take pictures. I'm more than willing to fork over my money to, to help them get through this. Um, and hopefully the, the studios will all get their heads out of their behinds and do what's right. So uh, a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned, uh, the people talking about scabbing. And so let's, let's yes. come back to that for a second because I, I want us to be very clear on that. Um, any fan that decides to record a podcast, uh, create a YouTube video talking about the latest episode of Star Trek, um, podcast, you know, uh, anything that celebrates their fandom is still able to do those things. One, because they are not union members. In most right. cases. Two, they are not getting paid to do those right. things. And and three, they don't have an agreement with SAG-AFTRA as an influencer. And now an influencer means something very specific. There are people out there who believe that anybody on social media is an influencer. And in the parlance of the platform, that is simply not true. An influencer mm-hmm. is somebody with a large following, typically that is compensated for the posts they make so that their audience essentially gets advertised to. Um, th- that's really what it comes down to. Um, anyone who says that, you know, anyone creating or cosplaying is scabbing or podcasting is scabbing or whatever doesn't understand what a scab actually is. Yep. And a scab, and this is going back to Back when the AFL-CIO was first created, back in the 1800s, a scab is somebody who literally takes the job of somebody who is on strike picketing a company, um, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of doing that work as a non-unionized laborer or performer or whatever. That's what a scab is. So I'm tired of hearing people use this bullshit claim that, well, fans are being scabbed. No, a fan cannot be a scab unless they're an actor and they go to work on a project during the strike. Right. Yeah, last time I checked, we did not live in Hollywood or any place where they filmed TV. I haven't seen myself on TV lately, so I'm pretty sure that I'm not a scab. Uh, pretty sure that you're not a scab. Um, and the people that are doing this, they're doing nothing but purposely trying to cause turmoil on social media, and they can all F right off because I'm sick of listening to them. It's the same people that always start up all these gaslighting issues um, that that come about on social media from time to time, and, and they're not worth – they're really not worth the conversation that we're having, but I'm glad that we're making it very clear how we feel uh, because I think it's very important, and I think our listeners appreciate that. I, I, I think so too. I mean, ultimately, if you're a fan – Go and love the thing. Be a fan. Yep. Because honestly, that's going to mean a lot to the actors too. You know, they may not be able to engage on certain levels, but they they love to see the the excitement. They love to see the passion that fans have. And, you know, it's one thing if you choose to not do these things, you know, in, to support the strike in your own way. If you decide mm-hmm. that you're going to, you know what, I'm going to pass on cosplaying this year because I just don't feel right doing it, then that's your personal decision, and that's great. More power to you. But just like gatekeeping, it's nobody's position to tell another fan that they can't do a thing just because they don't understand what the information means. Exactly. Uh, I also love how they they take what the SAG folks have put out as as what they want their people to do or to not do. And then these people try to force that on everybody else, like cosplaying, for example. Yeah. That was something that came out the other day. Oh, you can't cosplay. It's STLV or SDCC. That's wrong. That you can't do that. That's, that's, that's not allowed. 
That's complete BS. They can tell their people not to go and cosplay, the SAG Mm -hmm. members, and that's 100% true, and they should abide by those rules because they want this whole process to be done correctly and get what they deserve. These idiots out there who say, well, Dan, you can't be Thanos in a Starfleet uniform this year because of the strike. That's complete crap. And and anybody who is saying that shouldn't be saying it. And anybody who's actually thinking about following that recommendation should not, because it's it's not it's not the case. There is not a labor union on the planet that has the ability to dictate to citizens that aren't members of the union or prospects of the union what they can and cannot do. It is that simple. Right. It's a question of legality. As far as podcasting, as we're technically, we're not even technically members of the media. We are members of the media. And with that come First Amendment protections. We can talk about Star Trek all day long if we want to. Um, it doesn't mean that we're going to try to do it with SAG members during this time because mm-hmm. that's not cool. We're going to respect right. and abide by that restriction that the members have because we don't want them to get in any trouble. Exactly. You know, um, it, it's just, it's the amount of people who just want to spread bad information just really astounds me. And I, it, when the guidance granted, it was not clear at first, it has since become very clear. And and that's really what, what pisses me off the most. It's so easy to find the answers to these things. It really is. Uh, I mean, SAG's got a site, uh, I believe that gives all of the latest information on all of the decisions that they've made. Um, and there's been people that are, are true fans and, and respect everything that's going on that are posting that information instead of just coming up with, with, with garbage, uh, to spew and, and try to rile up people. Uh, it, it really is, it really is unbelievable the things we've seen and i just said a few minutes ago they don't deserve the time but here we are still talking about it but um i think i think most fans these people that do that are the one percent of the unsilent minority that just like to to cause problems most fans understand what's going on most fans respect the rules and understand what does and does not uh pertain to them so uh, i think that the people that are going to be at at vegas are going to have a great time i think they're going to have an extra incentive to tell all the people that do come for autographs and pictures and panels to tell them how much we appreciate and love what they've done and what they're doing they're not be able to maybe able to talk about a lot of stuff but it's still going to be great to see them you know and I get why you feel like we shouldn't be talking about them, but I think it's important to talk about what they've been saying because I still see bad information now a week later with people not understanding what can and can't happen. So, Mm -hmm. so let's be honest about what's going to happen at STLV. If you walk up to your favorite celebrity from Star Trek at STLV and ask them to sign something, some piece of Star Trek memorabilia you have, whether it's, you know, a photo or an action figure or a poster, as long as you brought it, mm-hmm. they can sign it. Right. What they cannot do is provide photos of themselves in character from any production. They will likely provide regular headshots, which don't have any kind of uh, of character thing on it. It's just a photo of them. The one that they use for publicity, most likely. Um, right. What has always happened with creation cons, and I've been going to con- creation cons for 30 years, is there is always an 8 by 10 table. And yes. in Vegas, it's the largest one I've ever seen. It's at that least my next question. It's at least half the length of one of the walls of the dealer's room. Right. Um, I-, I would imagine that they are probably going to bulk up on photos because they can sell those at 5 to 10 that bucks a whack. Yep, that was going to be my question. If you buy it from that table at creation, can you then take it to them to sign? And the answer is yes. Because you're bringing it to them to sign. Exactly, yep. There are there have been times where we've seen some of the stars at their table with a bunch of pictures there available with the sign, you know, uh, photo 15, autograph 35. They can't do that this year. They can only do, the like you said, the publicity one. So it's good to know that there's still going to be plenty of things signed. I had not planned on bringing a bunch of stuff. When the strike first happened, now I'm bringing a bunch of stuff because I will be handing it to them to sign. So get ready, Doug Jones. I got a couple of things for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, originally you and I both got, you know, uh, Enterprise D prints from the Star Trek store to uh, to have, you know, next gen slash Picard members, cast members sign. And I wasn't going to bring them until the guidance became clear. And now I'm bringing it. Yep, I am bringing it to you. It's right there, as a matter of fact. You can see it right there, but you, nobody has cameras because we don't do this on film. So, But it's right behind me, ready to go, ready to film. Pass. what decade do you live in? 
<laughs> film, VHS, eight track. Beta. Uh, beta, laser disc. There you go. I got them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better go listen to your answering machine. It's still funny, though, because a little side tangent, even when I'm watching new stuff, let's roll tape. What are you talking about? There is not a single new studio in the country now that has tape. Yeah, it's, it's all digital. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, well. So so let's let's double back for a second. We want to talk about our stance on Trek Geeks because you've talked about it a little bit, but I want to make this clear. When the strike was first announced, we told all of the shows on the network, look, um, here's what's going on. If you decide to not publish content at this time, we're going to respect that decision. However, if you are going to publish content, know that one, you're probably not going to be talking to any SAG members. And two, if you have them in the, ca- the, the interviews in the can already, you will either need to launch them with a disclaimer that they were recorded before the strike or hold that content. And in all conditions, we advise the shows on our network to talk with your guest to be sure that they're okay with it being released at this time. Mm-hmm. So uh, to that end, and I'll call this out because it's a fantastic conversation. The sci-fi sisters have a conversation with Celia Rose Gooding from Star Trek Strange New Ooh. Worlds, which dropped today as we drop nice. this, uh, Friday, July 21st. And it was recorded, I think, probably the day before the strike occurred or right around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, they consulted with Celia. They received permission to drop it. And so that's why it's dropped. Um, because... It fits within the rules, and plus they're being straight up and above board about the fact that it occurred well before the strike order was issued. Absolutely, and that's the way to do it. We need to make sure that uh, we've always abided by all of the rules that have come down, whether it's through this strike, whether it's through any rules on embargoes for episodes that uh, we get early release to view for the podcast. We're not going to break rules, folks. Uh, We're going to follow the rules, and if the people on the shows decide to hold off on a, a big uh, a big name that they got, that's cool. And if it means that we it has to wait until the strike ends, which who knows how long it's going to end, uh, it'll be ready to go once the strike ends. So, um, yeah, I think that that's great. And I can't wait to listen to that interview. You told me about that yesterday. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to listen to that. <laughs> they, they've been having some fantastic conversations. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. But, I mean, that's that's part of the course because they are fantastic themselves. Exactly. 100%. So. Let's kind of pivot to Fan Geeks Party 2023, which occurs um, two weeks from tonight as we record this. Uh, Oh, my goodness. Friday, August 4th at Millennium Fandom uh, with celebrity guests that we announced. John Billingsley, Mm -hmm. uh, Bonnie Gordon, and SAG-AFTRA LA Vice President Michelle Hurd. Michelle Uh, Hurd. Oh, my God. The first thing we did when we heard about the strike is we reached out to those individuals and we have heard from them that they will still be attending the party yes. uh, with regard to the podcast that we intend to record there. Um, we're not going to talk about any star Trek, which will be very interesting. <laughs> it will be. That's okay. You know, there may be, uh, it'll still be, there fun. may be lots of controversial type questions like does pineapple belong on pizza? Because that'll divide a room. Uh, <laughs> there may be questions about their, you know, why they wanted to get into acting, perhaps right. some of their non-professional days. Everyone loves to talk about high school theater. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even Billingsley, when they didn't even have high school theater. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like if Can you call lessons on stone tablets high school? I don't know. Um, or perhaps some Ugh. healthy games of would you rather. Oh boy, that'll be that's always interesting. But what we want to try to do is have a, a a fun, entertaining conversation for everybody attending, and not put our our guests who are union members in a tough spot. They're still right, right. doing us the great favor of showing up, yeah. and oh. and we want to honor that and them by doing the right thing. Um, they could have all canceled, honestly, and I would have understood. Right. 
Right. It's it really is a testament to 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 the three of them that they're that they're going to be able to do this. Now, we may we may even we, we're not going to talk about strat training, but we may bring up the strike. I'm sure that Michelle will have some updates and, and maybe can let us in on some amazing stories like she's been doing nonstop since the 13th of July. I do not even know how this woman is still standing right yeah. now upright because she's got to be exhausted, but she's still going to come to the party and we're going to make her feel comfortable. And John and Bonnie, we're going to have fun no matter what's going on. It's pretty serious stuff going on right now in this industry folks but we're going to make it so that they can forget about that for a couple of hours and just have a great time with star trek fans who appreciate everything that they have done one of the great things that you know that the people who attend fan geeks party always do is is have a great time and make everyone feel welcome and just enjoy the evening and i, I think that um i think we're going to double down on that this year because i think that's ultimately yeah. very important um, what what these actors are going through right now is not trivial. I mean, there are there are those who would blame the actors for what's going on, and that's just simply not the case. You know, when like you talked about what Michelle Hurd has been saying, and you know, when I, I discovered the statistic that eighty seven percent of union members, you know, don't qualify for their health insurance, I was just I was flabbergasted. Done. You know, because yeah, what what happens if you get pink eye, as an example? You know, that's, that's an outlay. I mean, that's an expenditure that you're not planning on. And that, that's, that's pretty serious. And the fact that studios want to own somebody's image in perpetuity and create an AI to, to do future performances, I, I think is, it, it's just thoroughly disgusting. I, I can't even believe that here we are in 2023 having this conversation. You know, this happens in other businesses and, you know, we've seen it with, with our own or your former. It all comes down to the billions and billions of dollars that these companies are making and that these high executives are pulling in payrolls that are unbelievable. And yet they don't seem to understand that those, that that money wouldn't even be there if it weren't for the people like those in the, who are part of the writers strike and part of the, 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 the SAG strike. They, they they just wouldn't have the money, and they're not they're not respecting that, and they're not doing what's right by them. And we will stand by these people. It's it's amazing. You 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 mentioned it earlier. It's not just actors. It's stunt people. It's it, there's there's so many other people that we may not even see uh, or recognize on screen that are being affected by what's going on. And it's it's capitalism is great, but man, there comes a point where we got to be like, gee, what the? F- it's what what is it? Why is it worth it? It's so frustrating. The CEOs of these companies uh, have an annual salary combined of close to $2 billion. And we're talking about such a small percentage of that. Um, You know, it's amazing because these are the same studios that don't want you to pirate content. You know, you see those FBI warnings before every DVD or whatever. Yet what they essentially want to do is pirate actors. <laughs> That's right. That's a great point. They essentially want yep. to steal a copy of an actor and then use it in perpetuity um, yeah. to create new content, which they can then still get rich off of. And it's dis- uh, it's disgusting. I mean, I never thought that we'd be at this place on this podcast having this conversation. Oh, um, yeah. You know, but I, the, there are and creative people behind Star Trek since its inception. And this jeopardizes not just Star Trek, but any show or movie you want to watch going forward. Yep. It's amazing. I was watching a, an interview or a couple interviews over the last couple of days on CNN with a, with a, with a reporter by the name of Donnie O'Sullivan and he's a great reporter and he's been out in Hollywood or other areas of the country where there are companies that are working on AI and also working on things to show when stuff is deep faked. And it's just amazing how quickly this stuff is evolving. And at the end of the, at the end of the interview, Donnie was talking about how they said that stuff is evolving quickly and, and stuff is going to change over the course of time. And I'm thinking, okay, this technology is probably going to take a few years before it can really jump into another level. And he ended it by saying, so, you know, we could be in a different place in, in just the next six months. And I was kind of, I was completely shocked by that, that it's developing so much. And there's so much that can be done with this technology that is bad, not just for acting, but for other things, which I won't even really get into right now. But, but, uh, Tom Hanks said it great in this article or in this interview, uh, this, the, this, uh, story. It was just his voice, but he's saying, I could do this great job of something and film for a couple of days and then I could get, 
killed, but the rest of the movie is done, and nobody knows that it's not me. Yeah. And he's absolutely right, and the, and and that is scary, especially for this for this industry that um, you know actors actors deserve to be paid for their work, not not get paid for copies of them doing their work, uh, which is which is kind of scary to think about. It's one so, thing. I mean, oh sorry, Skynet. It's one thing for Skynet. Disney to pay for the rights to have James Earl Jones's voice. That is something right. entirely because he's been compensated for that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and actually wants that to occur. I, f- I fully endorse and, and appreciate and respect that because that was done the correct way. Right. But, you know, if, you know, a random actor of the week is in a show and then all of a sudden they decide, well, let's just create more content with this person. Uh, that's wrong. It is wrong. It's, it's stealing. It is. It really is. It really is. And it's and like you said, it's pirating. I love that analogy that you made, man. We get these FBI warnings all the time when we play VHS tapes <laughs> uh, <laughs> or DVDs, and they're doing exactly what they tell us not to do. And it's, 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 unreal. I can't take complete credit for it. I saw a meme that, that said something to that effect. I'm running, you know, you it. wouldn't download an actor. Um, yeah. and, but I mean, essentially, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about piracy. Right. We really, you know, th- I think that, you know, the, the longstanding ramifications of, of the strike action are yet to be seen. I mean, it's in the short term, we're going to get a lot of shitty reality shows and contest shows. And, 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 and also just to speak to a point before we continue what you're saying, that whole thing with AI, that's just one aspect of the yeah. strike. There's a lot of stuff involved in what they're, in what they're looking to get, um, justifiably to them. Um, and that's just one thing. Yeah. So. But it could be a good long while before we see new live action Star Trek uh, yeah. on a screen anytime soon. You know, uh, season three of Strange New Worlds was you know, in production. They hadn't really started shooting it, from what I understand. Perhaps I'm wrong about that. But, um, you know, it's going to take this strike running its course, there being a new agreement, and then getting all the, the things in place to start back up again. Started. So it could be yeah. at least a year and a half at a minimum before we Ugh. see... Oof. New Strange New Worlds, and that's um, maybe more. Quite frankly, that's sad. That's that's very sad. And and again, and I'm not trying to 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 make a similar uh, analogy here. Not only are all of these people that are involved in the strike hurting from this and suffering from it, we are. We're not going to get to see their work for who knows how long. So it's it's just like a snowball effect. Everybody is going to be affected in by this in some way, shape, or form, and it's really too bad. Um, I I've never really been involved in anybody any any organization that has a union, so I've never really thought much about it. But it's great to see all of these people come together and and talk about it. I saw an article with Sean Astin the other day where he was brought to tears talking about what's going on and what he witnessed when he was at the negotiating tables. And it you know it's it's really sad to see that people can be treated with such disdain and made to feel like they're not worth anything. That's basically what he was coming across as saying. And uh, it's it's really too bad. These are people that other f- people and fans just worship for the work that they do. And yet you have another side of it that's just so completely out of sync and out of touch with reality and what's going on. You know, when you look at the fact that an entire Star Trek series has been removed from its streaming platform and essentially yeah. canceled while a second season was still in production. You look at these actions that the studios are taking, you know, you, you look at the money that they make hand over fist. You look at Netflix doing away with its ad free tier so that now the cheapest yeah. subscription to Netflix is what? 1599 or so a month instead of the nine ninety nine. dollars It's just, it's all about, it's all about greed. And I'm not all about greed. It's all about the dollar. I'm not one of those who goes around espousing corporate greed all the time, but when you see these things add up, that truly is the only answer. It really is. And everything I've said this for, for, I don't know how long everything comes to every decision pretty much comes down to the dollar bill. And uh, I think people got to be better than that. It's really sad. But anyway, I, I, I wish it were better than that, but unfortunately it's not going to be anytime soon. No, and uh, not until they get rid of money like they did in the Federation. (laughs) But money still exists. (laughs) But money still exists, and I just bought a boat. Okay. Uh, With what? How'd you do that, Scotty? 
<laughs> but we're still going to go to STLV. We're still going to have a fantastic time, and we're going to love talking to the people that are going to be there. Yeah, and for as frustrating as it is for fans, I can guarantee it's going to be frustrating for the guests of the convention. Right. You know, um, you know, because in- invariably somebody's going to get up to that that crowd mic and ask a question uh-huh. about Star Trek, and they're going to be say, uh-huh. "I can't answer that." And I mean, it's going to happen at least once a day, maybe more. I think, and and I think because the majority of the people that are there respect the people that are on the stage. When those people come to the mic and ask those questions, not they're not going to be. There's not going to be booing because the person on stage says I can't a- answer that. There's going to be booing for the person who asked the question, and I think that is justified. Um, and hopefully if it happens on day one, enough people will hear about it so that it doesn't happen as much, but I agree with you. It's going to happen every day. Have you ever heard someone booed at a Star Trek convention for asking a question? I don't, I have, I don't recall. Okay. It's probably pretty brutal. I was, it was at Starfest in Denver and back when I went 30 years ago or maybe a little more and D Kelly was there and somebody got up to the mic and asked a, a very you know, innocent question about the fact that Leonard Nimoy didn't play Spock in the last 10 to 15 episodes of the original series. And what was it like to work with somebody else? See, the dumbfounded look on your face (laughs) was the same dumbfounded look that we had on our face. They were people heckling this person at the microphone. Oh my goodness gracious. Um, I felt super bad for that person. And, And D Kelly with all his, his, kindness and his grace answered that question very respectfully <clears throat> excuse me straighten the person out um but the crowd the crowd was not kind and this was in like <laughs> 1992 yeah it's only <laughs> fast forward to 2023 and um i i really hope that star trek fans are better than that and don't boo I, well, there's a difference between booing when when asking well let me let me let me step back from what i said let me walk it back a little bit if somebody asks a question and then somebody on the stage says, I can't answer that. And that person asking the question has a, has a hard time with that answer and continues on. Then I won't be upset if they're, if the crowd makes it known that he should, he or she should be quiet about it. Um, so I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I guess so. Um, but actually maybe we won't. We're going to be in the vendors room the whole time. We probably won't even see these panels. <laughs> I know I'm going to be there the whole time. I don't know about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Just kidding. You, you better be there. I was noticeably absent last year from the table for quite a while. <laughs> don't I know it? I look around. Where's Dan? Oh, yeah. He's off talking to Sinequa Martin Green. <laughs> yeah, he and Lou left. I'm like, <laughs> Bye. Couldn't have grabbed me? Oh, no, we wanted, to, we wanted the podcast to shine, man. <laughs> You're full of crap. You just Sorry. got tunnel vision. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, what? Sonequa? Blah, 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 gone. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'm uh, used to it. That's fine. There's yeah. going to be at least twice during this con where I leave you in the dust at that booth. I was going to say, I was going to say, if it happens this year, it's going to be by you doing it because I will definitely not do it. I will be like pulling. I'll be like, dude, we're going to talk to blah, 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 blah. Come on. Let's I'm going to go out for a 12 course meal. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, like you said, ultimately the takeaway is go to Vegas, have fun. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, it's going to be a different year. Yes, we're back at the Rio, but it's going to be a weird year in this regard. And we're all going to do the best we can. So let's just enjoy it. Let's enjoy the ability to gather together. Let's enjoy this thing that we love because we can all still talk about it. Uh Uh-huh. We can all still display and demonstrate our love for it. And that's really what these things were about. Agreed. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, it is going to be different. And people like Armin have even said, go to STLV. It's going to be different, but still go. And I agree. It's going to be fun. We're going to get to reunite with our Star Trek friends and family. We're going to be able to talk to these people and tell them that we appreciate the work that they've done and that we support them in what they're doing right now to try to get what they deserve. Absolutely. And if you come to Fan Geeks Party 2023 and wonder why we're asking about pineapple and, you know, <laughs> coconut. A, a coconut or whatever on pizza, uh, you'll understand why. But hopefully you have a great time anyway, because we intend to. 
Absolutely. Uh, it is going to be a fantastic time, a fan geeks-tastic time. That, uh, I, you never say that again. That's, that's forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, you know, we obviously love going to Vegas, and of course, we're going to be there soon. One of, uh, I'm going to say it right now, we're going to miss five-year mission because they won't be there as the house band. Yeah. Um, and we love them, and we wish they were the permanent house band, but alas- they are not. But you know what you can do in the meantime? Hmm, tell me. You can get your cell phone out to fiveyearmission.net, download all their CDs, or better yet, order physical copies. Yes. Because if if Netflix and Amazon and all those studios have taught us anything, physical media is very important. Very you important. always have it in your collection, just mm-hmm. in case. Yep. But get those CDs, ship them to your house, become a huge, huge fan of Five Year Mission, as we are ourselves. And I, I swear you're going to listen to those songs all the time. Like I do and like you do. They're going to get stuck in your head and you're not going to be upset about it. It's not going to be an earworm. It's going to be like an ear love thing. I don't understand what that means, but that's what I'm going with. I'm really troubled by that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm sorry. I I do want to talk about something very serious though for a second, dude. Kevin Uxbridge. Hmm. But not really Kevin Uxbridge. Not really. No, he's a Dowd. A being with virtually unlimited power. And when an alien race of hideous intelligence, knowing only aggression and destruction, as well as a complete lack of being able to carry a tune, killed his human wife, yeah, he went crazy. And he killed, he killed not just one Bill, not a hundred, not a thousand, but every one of them, 50 billion of them across the galley, galaxy in an instant with just a single thought. A horrible sin by someone who will live for all eternity with that guilt of killing off all of the Hoosfark. But at least our ears won't hurt as much. Certainly not as much as mine are hurting right now for hearing that Farkism. <laughs> I said to my wife when I told her what I was doing for the Farkism that that is exactly what you were going to say when I got done with it. So, yay me. Or uh, not yay me, I don't really know. But anyway, Hoosfark, the, yes. The Hoosfark. The Hoosfark. The who's fuck. I'm surprised you didn't go with the all-powerful Kevin Farksbridge. I thought of it, but I just thought, you know, because who's knock has that hard K at the end, just like Fark does. So I just went with that. And it works. It's good. I wanted to try to do a Kevin Uxbridge impersonation, but I just, I couldn't do it. So I didn't. We have no law to fit your crime of this terrible <laughs> Farkism. <laughs> Um, Very nice. I like it. Thank you. Right. That's something that's always bugged me about that episode. It's like, no, Picard, you do. Yeah. It's called uh, Genocide. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But he had a nice patch of lawn. So that's there's that, I guess. Great patch of lawn. Yeah. And then but it showed you, up again in Strange New Worlds just a couple weeks ago. <laughs> how, do you, how do you arrest a being that can wipe an entire civilization out of existence with a thought? I don't think you do. I think you just let him stew in that guilt. And that's okay. Guilt stew. You know, instead of saying we have no law to fit your crime, what Picard really should have said was, look, you scared the crap out of me, buddy. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> We're out. Good luck. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And his wife was in Mrs. Doubtfire, of all things. So I guess that's good, too. Oh, true. I think she was, yeah. Huh. Well, Anne Haney's been in a bunch of stuff. Yes, a lot of stuff. She's ended up in the Dax episode of Deep Space Nine. Yep, yep. Uh, she's in Liar, Liar. Yes. Yep. Um, but uh, anyway, five-year five mission. Did you just step on my tag? I did. I just trying to speed you along, but go ahead. After Wait, you. This is ironic. You were trying to speed me along? <laughs> I didn't know if the, you know, the people love to hear the Farkisms, but they didn't want to hear all our, our drabble, so. I got to look that up. Is drabble, <laughs> did you say? Is that a word? I don't know, but I'm going with it. It's a new word now. Take that, Webster. <laughs> a drabble is a short work of fiction, precisely 100 words in length. There you go. The purpose of Drabble is oh brevity, something you know nothing about. <laughs> I'm brave. Don't, don't, oh, jeez. <laughs> this is don't too Don't forget fun. that you too can support Trek Geeks by subscribing to Bill Smith on Patreon. I mean, <laughs> the Trek Geeks on Patreon, where you can get all kinds of exclusive perks, including direct contact 
with Dan Davidson to tell him how much you hate those damn Farkisms. Uh, that'll never happen, but uh, they can try. Uh, you can listen to raw audio. Um, you can hear Bill making fun of me, and, and you actually see the words typed out if you're on Discord. All kinds of great stuff if you want to become a Patreon. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, but right now, we want to take a moment to thank our associate producers for Trek Geeks. We are always so grateful for their support, and they are. Here we go. It's a long list. <clears throat> Vikram Bat. Chad Clark, Corey Clay, Brad DeMag, William Edward M. Jr., Brandon Everidge, Andy Fark, Kimberly Francis, Brian Hackwith, Jonathan Hamilton, Ryan Jeffs, John Krikorian, Sean Lynn, Rick Mason, Jamie McGregor, Ross McKinney, Aaron Molenkoff, Helen Reed, Sarah Rutlinger, Tim Robertson, Desi Rogers, Greg Rozier, Eric Sakian, Adam Sanders, Tim Serdar, Heather Sohn, Sorry. What happened? <laughs> I couldn't see the word. My, my eyes went all fuzzy. Oh. Uh, so let's right, rewind that back 10 seconds. <clears throat> Mandy Stancil, welcome aboard. Blake Strike, Lisa Tomlinson, Ron Robel, Kayla Zawicki, and the gr- Kayla Zawacki. Wow. No. I'm ha- I don't have my Kaylea. Sorry. I am having a problem with my pronunciations today. It happened three times at work. That never happens. Sorry, Kaylea. Uh, but, and last but not least, the gracious, the wonderful. Connie Hutchins. So gracious and wonderful. Wonderful. Let's get to the chopper. <laughs> what the no. heck was that? <laughs> it's it's me with a raspy voice doing a really terrible Schwarzenegger impersonation. As if you hadn't guessed. <laughs> we also want to thank our Trek Geeks producers for their support. They are Mike Bovia, Steve Bovia, the better Bovia, let's be honest. That's Jazz true. Bradshaw, Kyle Castillo, Peter Craig, Andy Davenport, Craig Ewing, Jackie and Chris Hackney, Kimberly Hartman, David Hood, Lionel Marchon, mm, Matt McGonagall. So I think it's the longest I've ever done that. Jim McMahon, Darren Metcalf, Charlie Mulvey, Sean O'Halloran, Casey Pettit, Jamie Rogers, Casey Shafsky, Jim Stoffel, Chris Trebuzio, Christina Werther, and the lovely and talented Jess Vashon. Dan, the senior producer of Trek Geeks, mm. is... The indescribably awesome Jude Tapman. Indescribably awesome. And happy birthday, buddy. It was happy last, birthday. We, we didn't record last week. We had some, I had some stuff come up my work, and it was your birthday. Hope you had a great day. Uh, you are fantastic, my friend. Uh, you, too, can become a producer of Trek Geeks, and it's so easy to do that if Bill wasn't part of the podcast, he could even do it. Just head on over to patreon.com slash trekgeeks for all the details. Well, pop quiz, hotshot. Which one of us has actually been a Patreon of Trek Geeks at one point? Uh, was it, would, that would be you. Yeah, I exactly. I wouldn't spend the money. For even more Star Trek discussion, <laughs> please check out the other member podcasts on our network. You know, we have so many great podcasts just wanting to talk about Gene's vision. And you can find all our podcasts at trekgeeks.com slash listen. Trek Geeks. <laughs> no one. I say no one. Talks Trek. Like we do. We're having way too much fun today. (laughs) Dare I say no one. And of course, for all the news on all the Star Trek show, please visit our great friends at treknews.net. For now, this has been episode number 303 of the Trek Geeks podcast. 303, by the way, also the area code for Denver, Colorado. We hope you all live long and prosper. And 303 backwards is 303. I can't get anything by you. You're brilliant. Coconut. Music for Trek Geeks is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Trek Geeks is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Well, hello, Dan. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Bing bong.
Big Bong, what's up, buddy? My God, I, I just, was ready to sign off right away. <laughs> really? I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. How are you? Fantastic. How are hey, you? I'm great. I got my uh, I got my trusty little Star Trek trivia shuttlecraft here, putting together stuff for the Fan Geeks party. Yeah. I want to say that uh, I've noticed you inserted some questions into our list that are not from the trivia shuttle. No, I thought of my own. I thought of some of my own. I noticed that because you've got uh, you've got some newer Star Trek based yes. questions in there. Uh, it's funny that you say that because as I was doing questions, I'm like, wait a minute, these are all like Nemesis, bef- Nemesis and before. We gotta we gotta throw some stuff in there from from current Trek. So yeah, I threw some stuff in there. I'm glad you noticed. Makes it, it makes me appreciate that you're actually reading my stuff. I'm sorry, what did you say? W- which is more than <laughs> I do with yours. So I. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just have my assistant read it to me. What, what assistant? Aria. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Who just celebrated her 10th birthday. Aw. Yeah. yeah. My little pop. For those, little okay, for those who may not realize, Aria is, is Dan's pop. Yes. Aria is our, 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 uh, the, the last pop that we got. We got her, we got her over 10 years ago. Oh, uh, no. For we got her kid. just before 10 years ago. We got her when she yeah. was seven months old. Aw. So. Yep. So she's doing good. She's happy. She's a happy pup. And she loves our neighbor. My God, my neighbor's outside and she just starts crying and, and yipping and everything. It's it's pretty funny. Is that the neighbor that's building the pool? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Our friend, our friend Crystal. Hi, Crystal. I don't think she listens, but just in case she does. Hi, Crystal. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. So I've been, uh, you know, just getting stuff ready because we are just not too long from jumping on a plane. And heading out to the desert, where you'll probably hit me with a bat and bury me in the field somewhere. Oh, I can only hope. I know, right? Fields? You mean sand, right? Because that's well, really what's out there. Well, they did have that one scene in Casino where they, you know, a couple people got batted to death. It was in a cornfield. Yeah, but we don't know that that took place in Vegas. It might have been an outskirt. A suburb. A rural area. Have you, <laughs> have you paid attention flying in? There's not a lot of, yeah, Lake Mead's getting shallow. <laughs> well, this year, I got to think it's probably a little overflow with all the, the snow that they had up in the, uh, up in the, the, the mountains there. No, not the Catskills. Yeah, that's it. The Catskills, you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> I just wanted to say Catskills, because that's what happens when felines are very talented. I'm logging off this call right now. <laughs> it worked, bye. Oh, anyway. Oh, well. Uh, apparently, um, you can grow corn in Vegas. There you go. Um, uh, tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, corn, melons, and lettuce varieties like kale can all grow well in the desert with the right amount of sun and water. That's huh. according to the Las Vegas Review Journal, uh, the newspaper out there. All right. Look at look at him. He's still breathing. He's still breathing. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch Casino before we go. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's maybe we'll watch it on the plane. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go, huh? Look at you. I try. I Is try. There anything there that could be offensive to other people on the plane? Who cares? <laughs> I generally try to be kind to other people. I don't care. I'll watch porn if I wanted to. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> no, I wouldn't. So, true story. When I used to fly out to Vegas alone, yeah. Actually, whenever I flew, I would watch the movie Airplane. Mm. And I would get the funniest looks from people like, what the hell are you watching? <laughs> like, either they would think it was awesome or they're like, how the hell can you watch that? Yeah. But there's obviously a little nudity in Airplane. There is. Yes. So that I'd like, scene. Yep. I'd try to sort of like cover it up or maybe like take my laptop or my, my DVD player at the time and, and almost fold it up like a taco and look at that while that happened. Because I mean, there could be kids watching. Right. I don't want to. I want to be right. responsible. Yep. But um. But yeah, I had the occasion to talk to David Zucker. One really? Point. Yeah. Um. And I told cool. him that that's what I did whenever I flew, and he just started laughing. And he goes, "That is either the the most amazing or the scariest thing I've ever heard," <laughs> and I'm not sure which. That's funny. That's cool that you got to talk to him. Yeah. That is pretty neat. I remember one time we were flying to Disney because we fly to Disney all the time. And I was watching Taken for the first time ever. Never oh, yeah. seen it before. And have you seen it? 
Yeah, the one where the chick from Lost who's about 30 tries to play a 16-year-old. Yeah. 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 And um, spoiler alert for people that have not seen it and don't want to spoiler mute for right now, but there's a scene where they where he gets to Paris and he's chasing the guy in the airport like yeah. roads and he jumps off a bridge and lands on a truck and then the guy steps out to run away and gets creamed by like a fire truck or a yeah. bus. So I'm watching this and I'm just I'm excited. I'm watching. I'm all I got my headphones on and it hit the the guy hit the the bus hit the kid and I screamed. I was like, "Whoa!" like in in the plane, full throated. It was hysterical. My wife was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, <"Oops>, "Sorry, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> um, would it depress you to know that that movie came out in 2008? Yeah, that's years ago. That's amazing. Yeah, I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> Podcasting isn't one of them. No, it's, no. it's definitely not. <laughs> Wow, thanks, Val. It, it is absolutely not one of those skills. I just want mm-hmm. to throw that out there. So here's an interesting little little bit. We're going away this weekend. We're going to have somebody staying at the house for any of you, you know, thieveries. Um, but we're going, it's Clam Festival up in Yarmouth, where we used to live. I'm sorry, you want to say it a little more clearly? Because it sounded like you said Clan Festival. Oh, clam, as in like the <laughs> the... The barnacled creatures that live the in the water. Yes. The seafood. So it's the Yarmouth Clam Festival. Very famous. It's a, it's a big it's a big deal. We have not been up there for quite a while. And um, so we're going up there this weekend. And the funny thing is, is we rented an Airbnb, and it's less than a quarter mile from where we lived for 15 years. It's on, the same, it's on the same road. It's right down the street. It's pretty funny. You've probably driven past the house thousands of times. Thousands of times. As a matter of fact, the house next to it is a house that has apartments to rent. And when I first started dating Sue, I rented an apartment from the building next door to where we're staying, and I stayed there one night. The whole the time I had it, I, I ended up, you know, getting rid of it pretty quickly. But it's right next to where I actually had an address at one point. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be nice weather finally. Uh, so we're gonna go up there and we're gonna bring the pup and we're gonna have a good time. Clam. 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 Yes. Yeah, at first I had to do a double take. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Clam. That would be rather unfortunate. Yes, it would not be something that I would partake in in any way, shape, or form. No, no. So, so yes. So it should be fun. They have Lime Rickies there, which are really good. And, I'm sorry, uh, what? Lime Ricky. It's a very, very refreshing summer drink. Is that like Ricky Bobby? It's I I don't know because I've never seen that. Probably never will. You no. said the same about Step Brothers. Yes, but yes, but I, but but Ricky Bobby is NASCAR, and I just don't, I don't do that. I don't. It's funny though. I, I don't, don't, don't. Nope. It's it's NASCAR, but it makes fun of NASCAR a lot. Well, everybody should make fun of NASCAR. But well, you have NASCAR watchers in our audience. I'm sure. I'm sure, and I'm and I'm glad that they enjoy it. Uh, it's not my cup of tea, Earl Grey hot, please. Thank you very much. So a lime Ricky is essentially lime juice, simple syrup, and seltzer. Yeah. Yep. But it's one of those things. It's like when I go to Disney, I always get a Nesquik chocolate milk. It's like a tradition. Don't know why. I just have been doing it for 20 years. When we go to the Clam Festival, we have to get a Lime Ricky. Yeah, because in the hot sun of Florida, you want to drink a, a pint of milk <laughs> before you get on a bunch of rides. <laughs> I don't know. I've been, I just started doing it one year at, at Epcot at the, at the land, and I've done it every year since. I don't get one anywhere else. I only get a Nesquik chocolate milk in Disney. Knowing you, I would have thought a Lime Ricky had some kind of booze in it. I can easily, I can easily put some in there. That's not a problem. <laughs> well, what are you saying? You think I got a problem? No, not at all. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I am. One of the bags that we're bringing up is just completely alcohol. I don't know if that means anything, even though we're only going to be there for two nights. But To Vegas, you mean? No, no, just... <laughs> Very good, very good. So I, I've, you know, I've been to Vegas a lot, as we've talked about, yes, both personally and here on the podcast. And the thing that always used to mystify me about going to Vegas is, I, I once went on a trip with a bunch of guys, and we all met there in Vegas. And one of the guys went to the liquor store uh, in the hotel, bought himself two twelve packs of Coors Light, and we didn't see him again until the end of the trip. And I'm saying to myself, you know. If you're going to gamble anyway, you're going to get the beer for free. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, he walked in, he two 
suitcases, of course, lights under his arms, went up to his room. I didn't see him again until we were all getting ready to go back to the airport. Oh my God, that's funny. Doesn't that happen every year with him, though? Uh, no, this was a different <laughs> group of guys. Oh, okay. All right. This is back in my... Uh, Younger every, days. Well, every December when I used to work at a particular place, uh, bonus season was a couple of weeks before Christmas. So I usually made a, a, a Vegas trip right around bonus time with a bunch mm. of guys from where I worked. Cool. Nice. So... And now we do it in the in the heat of summer, and we're, what are it'll we be thinking? warmer. Yeah, it's okay. It's only it was only 137 in Death Valley last week. That's okay. Yeah, that's all. Well, last week Las Vegas had its second hottest day ever recorded. Awesome. And so that's like 150 years worth of of data. The record is 118 or 119. It was one degree below. Um, why I'm glad I'm not cosplaying this year because it'll all sweat right off me. Yeah. 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 Even be just like, being in the hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd be like Jack Nicholson in The Joker when his peach skin-colored makeup drips off and he's got the white underneath it. That's That was a pretty good special effect. I, I can't think. talk about that movie. Okay. All right. I get incensed. Oh, okay. At it, for its time, uh, in 1989, uh, it was not a bad movie. Right. Today, it's so dated. I think it's... I think it's at times, just as campy as the Batman from 66. But Jack is great in it. I love it. No, he's him. not. I, That's oh, the I, thing. I love he's, him in it. He's Jack. He's not the Joker. I, I love him. I love it when he's, when he's got the, when he's, when he's in his regular, when his, his Joker makeup. Not, it's not his makeup, obviously. It's what happened. But I, 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 I love Jack in that. And I, I always will find it interesting that he got top billing over Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah. And now who's doing Batman? Who's re- who's coming back in that role? Oh, right. Michael Keaton. Well, that's because Jack Nicholson is like 85. <laughs> yes, he is. They, they, they showed him at a Laker game. They showed him like, wow, he looks horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I hope that you know, when I get to that age, right, people well, can say true. that about me too. And can be sitting in f- the front row at the, at the Lakers games. Well, I'd pick the Celtics. Well, yeah, okay. absolutely we would. Yeah. I, uh, for as much as... I scoffed at the notion of Heath Ledger playing the Joker. He really was the best I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, and that movie I think just came out like 15 years ago. Killed him. This week. Yeah. Um, unfortunately so, it, it did. It, but, it really did, yep. Um, now, I uh, still have not seen the newest movie, The Joker. I've I've got it. I just have not watched it yet. But And I said to you a while back, I think here on this very podcast, that I would never watch it. But you said it was fantastic, and it is a great um, uh, like political discussion about the mental health problems that we currently face in the United States. I, was, I went into that movie, Joker, with uh, the, the expectation I was going to hate it. And I think that Joaquin Phoenix was terrible. Five minutes in, I was praising him, and I, I, he understood it completely. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta see that. I it was, definitely gotta see it. Kelly liked it so much that she went the second time to take me. Oh wow! Because she's cool. like, I think you're going to be surprised because okay. she went to go see it on her own. I said, Yeah, I've got no interest. Yeah, yeah. And that's when she said, No, seriously, I really think you're going to love it. I will and see I it. Did. I will. I, did. I still got a. Connie, believe me, I told you I was going to watch Mary Poppins, and I promise I'm going to. You know what? I'm going to bring Mary Poppins. I'm going to watch on the plane. Well, I know what I'm not watching. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I've, I've, told, I've told Connie and I've told Haley that I would watch it, and I haven't watched it yet. I think that you will be surprised, because although it's dated in one sense, it's very timeless in another. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's and a classic. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke is just, he is next level. Um, he, at that point in his career, he may have been one of the greatest talents of our time. Yeah. And that sounds like I'm overselling it, but the man literally can do, or could do. I mean, he's a lot older now. The only he can thing, do anything. The only part I think I've seen of that movie is when he's dancing with the penguins. I think that's the only part I've seen. Which was an amazing technical achievement back then. Time. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I, I'm going to do that. That's that's the plan. I'm sticking with it. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to watch on the plane. I might, uh, I might. I, usually, lately, I've been watching The Office, but going to a Star Trek convention that doesn't seem right. Mm. Although I got to admit, I haven't watched a whole lot of Star Trek in the last year. Only what we've discussed for the podcast, you know, yeah. or 
in screeners for for new trek right right i'll probably bring a couple trek episodes but i'm 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 watching hunters right now and i want to i want to stay up to date with that i'm also watching uh yellowstone so i may bring some of those episodes uh i'll bring mary poppins and i'll probably bring a couple uh new movies that i've gotten recently and and just have them available if i need them so yeah interesting yeah <laughs> what for uh, those of you going dungeons to Vegas, and dungeons and dragons that's what i'm going to bring because i want to see care. that with, with chris pine don't care for those of you <laughs> for those of you traveling to vegas what are you going to watch on the plane if you want yeah. something? I'm curious to find out. Hashtag watching this. That's what you can do. And let us know. That'd be great. Hashtag terrible hashtag. God. I, wow. I, I can't get a break with you. Hashtag your face. I, I like that one. That's always break a good your face. one. That's always a good one. Of course, I would not be seeing those hashtags on the dumb bird application because I don't go there anymore. But Yeah, uh, what do you care? Quitter. That's right. Exactly. Just go to a, go to a better one. Go to Threads or Blue I Sky. See- I think and Blue it, Sky is is better. I don't. Yeah. I think Threads is half baked. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm on both, but I don't. I barely ever post either of them anymore. So whatever. Because you're jerk face. Anyway, you uh, you ready to uh, to get it going on? Apparently. Wow. Hey, you just called me a jerk face. What do you want me to do? That's probably the nicest thing I've called you today. <laughs> That's probably accurate. <laughs> so thanks. So you should be happy and just shut your mouth. Don't worry. Be happy. You happy? Yeah, because I've spent a long road, you know. Shut the f up. It's raining, man. Hallelujah. What? <laughs> I'm just I'm just dropping weird song names. There right, we go. <laughs> In the meantime, hmm. E O E O. Yes. E O E O eleven. Uh, for those who, who don't know the EO11 reference, watch the original Ocean's Eleven with the Rat Pack. It's all yes, because right. we're 11 days out. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> all right, here we go. All right. <laughs>